0: Welcome back to the Rough Trade Edit podcast and episode number two, The Sophomore Show. All to gain and everything to lose (laughs) if we are going to go by the law of the tricky debut follow-up. Exactly. Nige. Yeah. Do you have an instance where you've enjoyed a second album more than the debut?
1: Well, I'm thinking, you know, all the best artists, I think, they get better as they go along. I mean, often their first album is their best one, but I think there's some groups I think I'm thinking of, Pulp. Tom mm-hmm. Waits, The Boss, Nirvana, uh, they just get better as they go on. Joni yep. Mitchell, I think Blue was her fourth album. Yeah. You know, do you know what I mean? It just kind of builds and they get more confident. And that exactly is what, yeah. you know, you and me, and yeah. perhaps.
0: Yeah. We are well into January, almost yep. into February, and the music just keeps on coming, thick yep. and fast. Some really, really great records to chat you through this week, all available, of course, in our Rough Trade edit um, I have a couple here. Nige, how many have you picked this week?
1: I've got three this week.
0: Fabulous. Actually, yes. Some, do you want to get yeah, going? Yeah,
1: some great, I mean, there's some great albums. It's been, you yeah, know, usually January's a bit dry. I know. Like dry January, but this year it's just been crazy. It's just been full of some great releases. Yeah. Um, And it's like back with a swing straight away. Anyway, the first album I've chosen is uh, Nicola Godin from Air. And mm. it's his... Um, follow up to his first album, uh, Contrepoint, um and it's called Concrete and Glass and it's just very air. Yep. <laughs> Not surprisingly. <laughs> lots of synths, lots of noodling. Um but he's back on form. I love him. Yeah. I mean I always have loved the air and I loved him. And and he's doing an in store here on the twenty seventh of January. Which I'm really looking forward to. Yeah. That's so uh the track I've chosen is The Border and I suppose in these, you know, Brexit times it's quite good the border.
0: He's playing yeah. on, uh, well, we're recording this the week previous, but he's playing on the Monday, I yeah. think. It's going to be good. Yeah, no, it should be good. Um, yeah. I have picked Alice Bowman, which is a debut, and it's called Dream On, and it's via P.S. This is such a stunning album. I've heard it play on and off throughout the last week or so uh, here at Rough Trade East, and I've got to say, it has drawn me in every single time I've heard it. Alice is from Sweden and, as I said, this is her debut record. I think she's built up a bit of a nice following and kind of a very keen interest because her music's been featured a lot on various TV shows, including Netflix's 13 Reasons Why. Um, she has this very dreamlike quality to her voice and also her music making. She's got one of those really like crystal clear water voices uh, and she sings really, really super softly. I think for this record, she teamed up with producer Patrick Berger because I think she's released a few EPs prior to this. Um, but he's worked on these sort of massive pop records with the likes of like Charlie mm-hmm, XDX yeah. and Robin and stuff. So I guess this was a bit of a different project for him. But I think the end result is sonically very big, probably yeah. his influence. But then it does remain this very fragile thing, which I think obviously complements her style brilliantly. Um, yeah, and she has this song, Everybody Hurts, Which is super lovely. And initially, I thought it was some amazing reworking of the REM song, but it's not. I like lyric (laughs) for lyric, kind of compared it, uh, and it's definitely not. But it's got some similarities. um, But I think it's great. Do you like this? Nice. I
1: love this album, yes. It's really,
0: really good. Yeah.
1: I mean, I hadn't hadn't really heard of it, actually. And then, yeah, like you heard it playing in the shop.
0: Yeah, Ah. and it's kind of like, what is this? Yeah, no, exactly.
1: (laughs) Yes, yeah, really good. Which track have you chosen?
0: I've chosen, I've chosen the the Not REM cover of Everybody (laughs) Hurts. So uh, yeah, here's a taster.
1: It's it. so lovely Yeah, On that sort of front This isn't one that I've chosen But I'm going to talk about it anyway Is the Keeley Forsyth album Have you listened oh, to yeah. that? Yeah yeah. I mean she's from A TV programme called Happy Valley Which I've never seen No I have But um, I think it's one of these Kind of quite dark Things And she's an actress from From yeah. um, up north somewhere She's a, actually Maxine Peake has done The Sleeve Notes I think Oh And she uh, She is I mean this Keeley album Is like a it's like Scott Walker tilt, mm. or um, is one of those kind of quite difficult Scott Walker arms. It's amazing. Mm. It's not one I've chosen though, <laughs> <laughs> but it is definitely worth checking out to be on our playlist. But I mean, listen to that, it's so great. Yeah. You know, but the, well, the next one I've chosen is um, Ulrich Schnaus, um, who I love and always have done. I'm not, you know, you know me, I quite like country music, as in love country music and electronic music, kind of, I like some of it, but. Um, Ulrich, I just really love. Yeah. I always have done. I always, you know, they're just such great records to play in the shop yeah. and great records to listen to at home. And um he's just got all his back catalogue back in house. And so he's he's done it all, you know, remastered I guess, or you know, put it you know, tidied it all up. So there's a seven C D box set Whoa. coming out. Oh my god. <laughs> Which is quite a lot. But um it's great. I and mean, he's got extra it's got unreleased stuff, fourteen tracks being unreleased, you know. And we've got this cassette of uh, more, more stuff, you know. I love Ulrich. <laughs> you know, coming. exactly. Fourteen
0: yeah. tracks that's basically a whole album. Yeah, no, I know. Never I heard know. before.
1: And one of the tracks that's on this sort of um, demos and outtakes thing is um, which the track I've chosen is Scott Walker's "It's Raining Today," and he did a version of that quite a long time ago. It's never really been available, but so it's available properly now on this um, thing. And, oh God, it sounds so good! It sounds so good. So yeah, here we go. there's seventy three tracks on seven CDs. 45 quid plus a cassette (laughs) I mean you know that is a lot of Ulrich but you know you can wait you know work your way through it (laughs) Um, in the track I've chosen yeah it's raining Um, yeah Scott Walker cover
0: was Ulrich it's funny you say uh that you're not you know you love country and obviously Ulrich's not but you like him where you maybe have like a favorite genre that you stick to or a certain type of music but then there's occasional pockets of artists that you just are really drawn into even though it's maybe out of your comfort zone mine is Caribou (laughs) because I wouldn't normally listen to you know that sound world but I think he is amazing um I digress Onto Chromatics and Closer to Grey, which is out now. Um, I think it got pushed back, this one, because it's been out digitally for a little it's, while.
1: It's been on our list to go in the album of the month, for, honestly, for about four years. <laughs> <laughs> I'm exaggerating a bit, but it's been on our list every month for at least two years. Yeah. Every month. And now it's finally come out. Finally. Worth the wait. It was. It was. Yeah. I think
0: our last full album was 2012, maybe. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been a, a long time coming yeah. this. So maybe um, four
1: years is correct then. Maybe yeah. it is that long because I mean we love them here. I know it's, we just we just really love just them. Just keep
0: copy pasting them onto the next, <laughs> exactly. the next sheet. <laughs> yes,
1: yeah. Oh, it's late, and yeah. then we got a release date a few months ago, sort of thirteenth of December, I think it was. And surprise, surprise, it went back.
0: Yeah. Well, it's finally here.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And we are ready and raring for it. Um got a couple of great covers on it this one actually they do do the odd
1: mean amazing cover. covers yep, they exactly. do they do
0: remember they did that was it a Kate Bush one a few years ago great yeah. um but they've done Simon and Garfunkel's The Sound of Silence and also the Jesus and Mary Chains on the wall the whole album is just you know super synthy the sound everyone has come to know and love is still very much there I probably like many other people came into the knowledge of chromatics through them featuring on the Drive soundtrack which I think spawned a whole newfound love for that kind of electronic and synth music um but they've just continued to put out some great stuff ever since this album is no different it's both heavy and kind of tender at the same time i would say led by uh the brilliant vocals of ruth radlett i hope i'm pronouncing that right must also mention that we have a rough trade exclusive ivory edition of this yeah which is very nice too so yeah everything to gain on this i reckon um the track I'm going to sample is actually one of the covers, the Jesus and Mary chain on the wall. So, yeah, here we go.
2: Swing in the sea. the
1: Fantastic. it's great yeah i mean it's, i kind they remind me of Roxy music in some ways or maybe Brian ferry solo stuff perhaps mm. in the way they do it um
0: have anyway. just got like a you know another one of those instantly recognizable kind of sounds yeah uh, and you just keep coming back for more yeah I,
1: do anyway. I, I don't know if it's always the same singer with chromatics i think or she the...
0: joined i'm not sure when but she wasn't she wasn't a founding member no she came a bit later on but uh kind of Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant but I mean,
1: the whole label, Italians do it better. I mean, it's all Johnny Jewel, as far as I know. Well, I think it's all Johnny Jewel, mainly Johnny Jewel. And they just have this really great house sound. And I know it's mm. a bit samey, but I just love the stuff they did on Twin Peaks.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's just yes, perfect for
1: that. Yeah. Um, if it
0: ain't broke, don't fix
1: it. Yeah. No, exactly. Yes. Um, my final choice is Pine Grove, which is back to my normal sort of thing. Yeah. You know, it's a bit more songy. When you were talking about, um, you know, you add your comfort zone. I mean, I you know, some country music recently has been getting a bit too jam bandy for my liking, a bit okay. too like down the Grateful Dead sort of line. So I'm not happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> but Pine Grove, they keep it short and snappy. Yeah. Um I mean they're I mean, I think I think they're gonna be huge. Yeah. This band. I it's mean, been a
0: huge welcome return, this, hasn't it? It's it had has, amazing yeah. reviews.
1: Yeah. I mean, it is a great album. And it's you know, from where he was so now, yes, it's you know it's quite you know I mean fair play to him I think, mm. and they've come back in a you know in a, with this great album. It's on Rough Trade the label, it
3: um,
1: is. And the track I've chosen is Dotted Line, which is the I think track one side one. It's fantastic. The album is just really great, and mm-hmm. we've had it in stores, and they were they were great. The yeah. first time they kept first time I came over, I think he did a. Solo show in West. It's just him and his guitar, yeah, and that was jam packed.
0: I'm pretty sure that's what he did the other day. Yeah, because there's this amazing photo uh, that I've seen this week. Because I wasn't there, but um, just him sitting on the counter, yeah, with a sea of people.
1: Yes, it's, it's. I love it when you know they go from. There's always been people interested, but going from you know not that many people interested or maybe only people in our world, to suddenly just branching out to become more and more and more popular. I know in America it just sells a load of tickets and sells a load of records, yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Cool. So, yes.
0: Much to look forward to. Yeah, no,
1: exactly. So this is Dotted Line, and here we go.
0: That was Pine Grove and that closes out our edit picks for this week. Anything on the horizon, Nige, that you're particularly excited about Um, coming up in the next couple of weeks?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's always sort of interesting things, aren't there? Um, I mean, there's a new Drive by Truckers album, which I'll be talking about more next (laughs) week. (laughs) No doubt. Yeah. Um, And Andy Schauf as well. I mean, I don't want to say, I mean, I dreamt about Andy Schauf last night. Did you? Yeah, which is like, I don't know why.
0: Probably because we're having those listening parties and you're just so excited <laughs> yes, for
1: it. I know. It's quite <laughs> get bizarre. Get tote and
0: get down to Roughtree. <laughs> yeah,
1: I know. It's quite a vivid dream about an Andy Schaaf Flexi disc in his society. I don't know where that came from. Oh,
0: probably because we've been waiting for them for some time to arrive in the shop. Yes. It's that yes. bonus seven-inch Flexi, I think, that we're waiting on. <laughs> exactly, yes. But yeah, uh, yeah, I'm excited for that one too. Yeah. And also... Um, I mean, definitely out of my comfort zone, but I'm quite intrigued by the Square Pusher album. Yes. Just because we're having that out store. Yeah. And he's kind of one of those icons of that scene.
1: Yeah, and funny to sort of come back around. I mean, never been out of fashion, but with I think people like Thundercat and the kind of the new jazz thing, it's kind of come around a bit again. I think, hasn't it? Yeah. Which is great. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Um, and I'm also want to ask you, Nigel, because I should have done this in episode one, it being the beginning of the year. But who is your one to watch for 2020, if you have one at all?
1: Um, oh, blimey. I mean, I'm really looking forward to the new um, Rolling Blackouts
0: yes. album.
1: I mean, I think that's going to be amazing. The new um, Viagra Boys album. I think that's going to be amazing. I'm, re- you know, that's coming in September. I mean, I think yeah. this year is going to be fantastic. I mean, some great things, you know, Black Country New Roads, they got a new album coming out. There's just so much. Yeah. I mean, it's really, I mean, I think it's, you know, me, I'm always excited, but um particularly excited this year. I think there's going to be some great albums. Yeah. You
0: know. And a lot of great sophomore albums that are potentially <laughs> nice as well. Yes, exactly. Just to keep with our
1: theme. <laughs> yes, exactly. Let's hope some of them are better, at least some of them are better than their first album.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm really excited about Porridge Radio. Yeah. Um. There's a bunch of others I'm excited about too, but that is my latest, like, Obsession. Obsession, yes. Shall we yes. say? Yeah. Moving on now to field music. I sat down with them just before their or East. They're great. They're just like a staple, brilliant. Yeah. Friend of rough trade. Exactly. And, uh...
1: Sadly Sunderland supporters. <laughs> but there you go.
0: I mean, I didn't get into the the nitty gritty with the football, but um <laughs> I'll leave that for you, Nigel. Yes. But yeah, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Yep. And here is field music. So, Peter and David Briss of Field Music, welcome to the Rough Trade Edit podcast.
2: Hello,
3: Hi. thanks for having us.
0: You're welcome. How's it going today? Busy? Prepping things for the... have
3: been very smooth. We have yeah. quite a packed schedule, but things have been very smooth so far. So okay. we're expecting some kind of logistical disaster later in the day, <laughs> just to balance things out. I'm
0: sure, I'm sure that won't happen. Um, we're currently sat at Rough Trade East. You are playing a in-store tonight.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You've played here many times before. So it must be like not a second home, but does it feel comfortable coming back here? Yeah,
3: yeah I feel we, like know, we know what we're doing. We, we know, know how to park. We know where to park. That's the most yep, important thing. It is. <laughs> um, we've got a we've got a coffee. Put our feet up. It's
0: it's all chill. It's yeah. fine. Cool. Um, so it's been almost a week to the day since your album "Making a New World" was released. Um, I kind of I guess it's early days, sort of. But how's the reaction been so far? since
3: launch there's been quite a lot of nice reviews who yeah. seem to where people seem to have got what we were going for and then some reviews where people haven't got what we were going for and that's fine <laughs> maybe they did get what we were going for <laughs> just didn't like it <laughs>
2: <laughs> which is also fine that's right well. it's, it's fairly esoteric i think and you know we're, we're writing songs about it um, about the aftermath of the First World War, you know mm. that, and the um, yeah, the repercussions of of those things that we, which lasted a yeah, hundred years. So it's quite it's quite a specific thing. Yeah. It's not Saturday Night Fever, or no, The and best of the Eagles. So it's. I, I think we realised that it was going to be even more niche than usual.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that's fine. It's yeah. good to do different things.
3: Yeah, we have to. That's we fun. have to keep ourselves occupied and interested, and. Uh, you, it's been a really like fun project to do. Yeah. Fun to record with the band, fun to have to do songs which are based on like researching things, which is, you know, that's not how we would usually approach writing a song. And the the sh- the, the little in-store gigs we've done so far, uh, you know, further north have been good and fun so far. So Yeah.
0: Oh good. All good. Oh good. Oh good. The previous show before this one, um so episode 1 of Rough Trade Edit podcast, Nigel and I spoke briefly about your album. Um, but I didn't want to reveal too much about the the concept and kind of the topics explored because mm. I knew you guys were coming on and I kind of felt it would be really great for our audience to hear it from the horse's mouth, so to speak. But as you've just mentioned, essentially it is an album about the aftermath of the Great War and there are so many kind of topics and themes within that. It was originally composed for the Imperial War Museum in London, I believe. Did they yes. have a... Was it an installation or an exhibition that accompanied they, it? They
3: How were having a whole series of events and exhibitions about the aftermath of the war. So in November 2018, that's when all of the centenary commemorations happened. The museum in Salford, IWM North in particular, were kind of leading on how, how you look at the aftermath of the war. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the whole season was based around this very strange image that they found like in the inside cover of an american munitions book from 1919 um and they don't know who made it and they don't know where it came from but it it is a sound ranging image so uh during the war on the front what they would do would be to uh, s- spread out these like oil can microphones you know across distances um mm-hmm. Wired up to this sound range machine, and when the boom from a gun hit it, it it made a little kind of like seismograph yeah. line on this. So this image is like six of these lines. Mm. Um, the the idea with the sound range was that by measuring the distances between peaks on each of the six lines, you'd be able to work out with trigonometry, with a with a, a compass and a protractor, where the enemy guns were. Oh wow. Um, And so some clever person at the sound ranging machine knew that the armistice had been signed and that there was due to be a ceasefire at 11 o'clock and set away the machine at 10.59. So you've got a minute of gunfire and then a minute of silence after the guns have stopped. So this image literally showing the sound of the end of the war was the starting point for this whole season of events. Yeah. And what we did was we thought, okay, well, these six parallel lines, let's imagine they go across the next hundred years, and we'll think about where where we might see these like ripples, these vibrations of the war again. Mm. And and we looked for stories across the next hundred years which tied back in some way, usually pretty directly, to, to the end of the end of the war. Mm. And that's meant that rather than do an album about the war, right, we don't say the word gun in it or tank or, yeah. you know, we didn't say any of those things. Um, we looked at things like the first gender reassignment surgery, which was carried out by someone who pioneered skin grafts during the war. And we looked at House and Tree Housing Estate, which was built... Um, Partly because of this 1919 Addison Housing Act, which was that you know their attempt to make like homes fit for heroes uh, after the war. We looked at the final debt repayment on reparations, which wasn't paid till 2010. I mm. made a song about that. So there's just like loads of different things, and it really spread out. Um, so if it seems kind of incoherent at all, it's because it had like so many effects ac- ac- across that time.
0: Because it's nineteen tracks in total, isn't it?
3: Mm. Yeah, some of them are very short. Yeah, they? yeah.
0: But did you did you have did you have a lot more than that when you were putting it together? or Did you have to limit it? Did you have to search for more? How
2: did you? Do- I think we we limited the, the stories. Okay. I think We found more stories and then decided on the ones we could write the song Which we could kind could, of. Could well, we, we didn't write about. a song of, song about everything, um, but whatever. What we found were the most interesting stories. We decided to do something with, and then it was also about how the music fitted together mm. because we wanted to record the whole thing, not record, sorry, have the whole thing as a live show all yeah. basically one piece. Yeah. So everything runs into everything else. So that, we had to make that work as well.
3: Um, and we knew when we did it for the performances for the museum that when we played this, it was going to be completely new music for everybody in the audience. Mm. So it kind of it had to be quite immediate, really. And no gaps, so nobody
2: had to worry whether they needed to applaud <laughs> or oh, not. I like yeah. clap now. <laughs> I've never heard this before. Shall I clap? Was yeah. I, well, there wasn't any gaps to clap <laughs> Okay. until the end. <laughs> okay. And even then.
0: <laughs> okay. Is it going to be like that tonight? No. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, it's going we're going to be more informal tonight.
0: Yeah. I wanted to ask you, actually, oh God, yes. because this was obviously originally created for the Imperial War Museum and that setting and, you know, what they were doing at the time i wondered when you're going to go on and obviously tour this and you're playing at record stores and things mm. how do you kind of translate that for the these different venues was that a that big thing of, i to mean think about, there's or? been a lot
3: of terrible chat okay. in between songs uh we we did think about it um and for the for the full tour in february we're only playing venues where we can um play along to the visuals that we made that you know Kev our guitarist made for yeah. the, for the show um and there's quite a lot of there's like a text story associated with each track which runs across the screen mm. as we as we play or in the instrumental sections i think I, I was quite worried that we wouldn't be able to play any of these songs mm. without the clicking clacking percussion and visuals and synths, yeah. like um so we've had to figure out how to do it for these installs. And it's been, it's been good, fun and yeah. has worked. Um, but it is a little bit too dependent on us saying... What the songs are about. Hey, this song is about um, the invention <laughs> of uh, ground-to-air radio. <laughs>
0: <laughs> in, in, the, in the last show, I actually played a clip of um, Money is Memory, which you mentioned is about um, the reparations. Another song that really stands out to me is "Only in a Man's World," which is about the introduction of sanitary products for women and how that was kind of perceived in this really almost like shameful, negative way. Um, was that were things like that in particular stories that you really wanted to pick out because th- it might be something that's lesser spoken about when I, it comes I think to
3: the war? Our choices of stories, even though we we tried to be, that kind of, um, we didn't want to moralize with the record. We didn't want to like base it all on our opinions about things, but I think our choices of the stories shows where our sensibilities lie. Mm-hmm. So when I you know, read about the, this development of uh, cotton, um, which was designed as a, a dressing for wounds on the front, um, and then they found out that nurses on the front had been using it for sanitary hygiene, and then, after the war developed cortex, like which was kind of the first modern mm. sanitary towel um and I started to look at the uh started to look at the advertising for it you know I was trying to f- figure out from which point of view you tell this story from um, and was amazed and kind of disgusted to see that the advertising around it then is Almost exactly the same as the advertising for sanitary products now, mm. where it's like there's something unmentionable, girls. <laughs> yeah. Let's so let's not mention it, but you can live a full life too mm. with codex. Mm. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, I, it it was something that I felt like angry about, and then wrote a song about it from my angry point of view. Um, and then had to show it to my wife <laughs> and say, like, is this, Say I'm embarrassed by this and the song's about me being embarrassed by this. It, if I put this on a record, how, are you still going to be my friend? <laughs> <laughs> what did and she was say? like, no, yes, do it. Okay. Must do it. And then I showed Liz in the band and again, she was just like, yeah, do it. And then I felt better and I still feel embarrassed about it, but in a way, because the song is about my embarrassment. Mm. It's been that true.:. It feels like an authentic yeah. admission of uselessness.
0: <laughs> um, this probably sounds like a silly question, but was it important to kind of keep the trademark field music sound when you came to composing this music? Because it is quite, as you mentioned at the beginning when we were chatting, a bit of a different project for you guys.
2: I think initially, we wanted to do something different. I think initially we we didn't even really want to do songs, yeah. or, or have the whole thing like songs. But then once I think when we got into the stories, we realised that the best way to deal with it is to write songs about it, yeah, and not try and represent things just by like an instrumental sort of
3: piece. Um, and also we did when we like composed the whole thing really quick. Yeah, it was really like quick. the quickest way for us to work. Is to do music that sounds like field music, yeah, and use the field music band, <laughs> yeah, um, and that was quite, quite like a liberating process, yeah, actually, because quite often when we're making field music records, we will come up with something, and you know, I'll show it to Peter and say, "I've done this, but it sounds too much like field music, so I'm gonna I'm gonna ditch this one." <laughs> um, whereas this with this record, it's like, this one sounds like field music, but that's okay because we also need to write 15 more songs. In the next three weeks, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and we embraced like hey, This, this is what these, this is what feel music sounds like. It's okay up to
2: up to that point.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's going you know, will be something different next week. Yeah, well, we'll see. Um,
2: yeah, and I suppose it was the first record that we really included the rest of the band mm. in putting the whole thing together and and recording it as well. Normally, yeah. it's just me and Dave, and we'll get people in and out. Yeah. As and when. And but when we were after, putting it together. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. when we were putting it together, it was like, right, we need the whole band to be here to figure out how this is going to... How we're going to play it. How yeah. we're going to play we've it, got, how it's going to work. We've got to play it in weeks' yeah.
3: time. And yeah. We started the research in earnest in September 2018. mm mm-hmm. um, And in between then and the shows, which were at the end of January 2019, we wrote all the music wrote all the lyrics kev did all the visuals and we refined the text we had to find archive photography which we we're going to use in the visuals mm. and we had to rehearse it and be ready to play it all 42 minutes or whatever it was oh, wow. in one go so it was incredibly condensed sure. yeah. process for us
0: had you decided to release it as an album before you'd even done the live performance did that no, come after no. okay
2: we basically learned how to play it live played it twice we thought well, that was quite good Th- we know how to play this now. Shall we go into the studio on Friday
3: and just play through the whole thing twice? Mm. I, I think by like Christmas of 2018, I think it was starting to like go around our heads that like you know what these, these songs are. These songs are good. Maybe yeah. Maybe this isn't just the commission. Maybe this is like. Mm. Maybe this could be an album. Maybe.
2: Maybe I don't. I don't think we even thought that it, it sh- should be an album until we actually. Well, it wasn't in my mind mm. until we'd actually recorded. The first three run-throughs, and I thought, yeah, this sounds quite good. Yeah, let's let's
3: finish this off. And
0: oh, interesting. So, did it interrupt any other plans you had for other albums that you
3: might have released this year? I think we were sense? both in a state of mind then where I don't think we could have written like normal songs about our lives
0: because um, we so fully no, focused on. No, I mean, I
3: think our or personal or... lives were in such a mess that, um,
2: well mine was, um, that it was probably a better idea to write things about something else
3: yeah okay and like
2: take some time to digest the other things in our lives yeah um
3: our, our, our mom passed away in march 2018 um just after open here came out and uh i mean it just you know affected us in the way that it, mm-hmm. it, it affects people and it was the only thing that i wanted to think about only thing that i you know i could seriously think about but couldn't make sense of it in a way where a Bella turned into songs mm. yeah so actually doing things like this where we were looking at different subjects from a different angle mm. was ideal
2: yeah and
3: then I made an album about Donald Trump I was gonna say <laughs> again just like <laughs> I need to be thinking about something else and dealing with what's what goes on in your head in a different way yeah um, yeah and we'd just written one concept album which involved research and uh, so I thought I can definitely knock out an album about Donald Trump.
0: Yeah. In a few weeks. So there was stuff already there for you to go and find, rather than having to kind of, as you say, have that real personal. Yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. I don't have
3: Yeah. I'm not ready to look too deep inside, um, but I can definitely read these books about the insanity of American politics.
0: You guys seem to be so busy all the time, always doing, if not a film music project, then a collaboration or a solo project. Um, but is this your focus for this year, this album?
3: We knew that we weren't going to tour it all that much because, you know, for the most part, we're, we're touring it with the with the projections and we're going to go out and, like, play the whole thing um, in February and then, you know, with a few greatest hits tacked on. Hits? <laughs> <laughs> who, who's? Um,
2: so we're not dedicating the year to, like... No, I think we'll be sick of playing because we can't really mix it up that much really so i mm-hmm. think we'll be sick of playing it by i don't know maybe in a few weeks and okay. we'll be ready to go into something else and <laughs> sure. do, do something do something else
3: we're in a such a fortunate position that we have our own studio and we can just follow whatever musical whims we're excited about so you know we're writing so yeah we'll
0: Amazing. Well, Thanks. we love the album. Thanks. Oh. Um, and wish you all the best with it. I personally loved your 2018 record as well. Thank you. That was a fave of mine that year. And um, yeah, good luck with all the shows. And no doubt we will see you very, very soon.
3: Thanks. Great. So to have a 11 miles from everything I've ever known I've been keeping my ever screen and the fresh rain on the doorstep. Basket, garden, and beckon tree. The way Dr. Chris would want it to be. When the red man comes
0: Reviews and subscriptions help to support what we do. So if you like what you hear, then please rate us on iTunes.